Welcome to our conversation series on women investing in themselves with executive coaching and having sounding boards in our lives and how that's beneficial. My name is Rosie Von Lila. You can find me at vonlila.com and I'm happily tweeting at Rosie Von Lila. And my background is I'm very passionate about creating mass human flourishing in the world. And I do that through speaking with people. This conversation today was inspired by Mr. Tom McCallum. You can find him at TomMcCallum.com. And I'm here today with his good friend, Alex Barker, who is out in the world being more pirate. We're going to hear about that. But Alex is an entrepreneur, and she and Tom have a relationship where they are sounding boards for each other. So I'd like to say welcome, Alex. Thank you so much for being here today with us. Thank you, Rosie. It's my absolute pleasure. And would you share with us, what is this Be More Pirate about? In a nutshell, it's about challenging the status quo. It's about recognizing that there are a lot of rules, norms, beliefs, ideas that we have that have been inherited, that are part of conditioning from our family, our culture, our our cultural norms, our jobs, society at large, and that we need to step back and look at them um, more frankly and figure out if those rules make sense for us. And that can be done at a personal level, an organizational level, and at a societal level. So there are all these kinds of levels of rebellion, as we call it in pirate terminology, mutiny. Um, and I work with businesses and other organizations and individuals to help them to challenge those rules and create better ones for themselves. And you co-wrote a book called Be More Pirate, and you ran an organization called Be More Pirate. And so... Uh, Tell us, how are you spreading this ethos out in the world? So to just go back slightly, so the, the book Be More Pirate is written by my, my colleague, Sam, and he published that in 2018, and he kind of got this outpouring of interest. Um, and I came on board about eight months later to help him turn it sort of just from being a book, a business book, into more of a, a social movement, a community. So the the way that we run it as an organization, well, we don't really run it as an organization because I actually like to challenge that norm as a, as a thing. We're trying to work out a, a sort of different way of, of work. Um, it's more like a, a kind of community or network. So part of it, I do a lot of work around supporting the community, running events for them, speaking to them. We do collaborative projects together, depending on what comes up. And that's across all sectors like healthcare, education, private sector, entrepreneurs, people, generally people who want to challenge for good. So quite purpose-driven businesses, lots of challenger brands, that sort of thing. And then on the other side, yeah, it's more like a sort of consultancy, although we we use the term insultancy. Um, so it's consultants that tell the truth because we notice there's a lot of dishonesty in the workplace and that is really hindering problem solving around like the big, big sort of challenges that businesses have. So that the, the companies I'd work with would be anything from small, you know, sort of small, uh, agencies or, or, or um, entrepreneurial startups or big corporates. It really is a, a huge range. And we tend to run workshops, like three, two to three hour workshops, um, taking them on a kind of pirate journey, framing it in as pirates as these, as the, the, seven, the, the entrepreneurs of the 1700s, really, who went out and created a whole new way of living and working together in a, in a collaborative environment um, on their cruise. And how can you model that in modern organizations? How can you model that in business? Um, how can you make it more democratic, uh, more diverse, fairer, but still allow people to kind of um, bring their individuality, bring their, their own ideas and, and 
So it's not a sort of, yeah, so it's, it's a nice balance between the collective and the individual. Um, and it's been really, um, it seems, yeah, it, it's really taken hold on, in a lot of some sort of quite surprising places. Um, but I noticed that the idea of being more pirate is actually more effective when you're not quite there yet. Um, when you can almost like sense this, the frustration building, um, that's when it's, yeah, almost more effective than if you're already the kind of entrepreneur challenging um, a mainstream um, company. So many questions come up. <laughs> Very important one. I love this lexicon. You've given us two words from it. it where can one find this lexicon that you've created? What, around pirates and mutiny and rebellion. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, that's I, I noticed it in um, some some other you know books and and people start to refer to rule breaking and rebellion a bit mm. more frequently. But I don't know. I think it's something that Sam really took hold of when he started researching. He was looking for role models um, for leadership, really recognizing that the kind of traditional leadership that we have, whether it's in business or government, is is not working anymore. Um, it's really letting everybody down. And so he was looking for a, a different kind of spirit to draw on. And he actually did a um, a workshop with some young people in South Africa. Uh, I think it was in South Africa. And one of them said, when he first proposed the idea of a book about purpose-driven business, they said, um, this is really boring. Where where's your usual stuff? Where are all the rockets and the fireworks and the pirates? And he was he just wrote it down. Where are all the pirates? Question mark. I don't know. Where have they gone? I've gotten boring. And then that led him to research um, the history of piracy. And that's sort of when he uncovered all these these ideas and, and that lexicon kind of emerged. But the, it, this is one of the most powerful things about pirates and, and the idea of be more pirate as a framework for organizational change is that it gives people a story. It gives people um a, a a kind of almost like a disguise or something and a way to discuss between each other this almost like secret code language mm. um, it's, it's it's simple but it's really powerful to be able to grasp onto that and say okay we're going to run our mutiny um what rule did you break um it, it really seems to take hold and when we do the workshops we towards the end we encourage people to figure out what rule they're going to break and what's their new rule and we really encourage them to come up with something really catchy or like uh <laughs> um a bit provocative so there's a lot of new rules that have swear words in just because people need that sense of right this is pirate this is you know um i think i don't know if, I, if, you, if it's appropriate to swear on this video so i won't but the last one we did, they came up with F the metrics. Mm. That was the sense of the, and it, it doesn't matter if that doesn't become your new rule. It's the momentum, the energy behind it, the energy of the language, the idea of pirates that gives people a sense of power that they didn't otherwise have. And that is, yeah, something that is drained out of the workplace a lot of the time, that personal power. Yeah. Which is where coaching comes in. <laughs> yes. Okay. So let's talk about that. So, I'm curious, so you go out and you train people and give them a context for rule breaking and you work with a coach and you've made that investment in yourself. How has executive coaching or coaching supported you in breaking your own rules? Oh my goodness me. Uh, so much. 
because this is the interesting thing is that you don't even know what rules you have or let's say what what beliefs you're holding on to quite often they're they're almost they're subconscious or they're unconscious because we are so conditioned from such a young age so what coaching helped me do is is um, almost like peel back the layers that I didn't know I had um and that's yeah I've been incredibly uh <laughs> I cannot do my work if I don't live my brand if I don't practice what I preach if I don't show up as authentically as I you know as I as I could be I, I can feel it in myself um if I'm not doing the same work that I'm asking the people to do in a session so it's absolutely integral to me that I have these weekly sessions um, with my coach to and we, we cover everything. We don't just, cause I actually don't see that much of a difference necessarily between what we consider to be personal stuff and professional stuff. Like for me, it all blends and feeds into the, each other. So we cover everything from some of, some of my, you know, maybe, um, concerns with relationships all the way until I'm working out my business plan. Um, mm. but I, so I actually, I, I think it's, um, would be good to mention the kind of coach, the coaching that I do, cause they're actually all based in the US. Oh, it came from, um, and they all define themselves as pirates. And this was totally serendipitous. Um, I got approached by the kind of the guy who founded the coaching company. Said we love be more pirate. We put it on as recommended reading to all of our coaches. So we really bring that spirit. And he said, do you want to come and do a talk to the coaches? And I said, yeah, sure. And then he put me in touch with one of his coaches who was based in London. And then we had a, and she just said, let me do a taster session on you. And from then I was hooked because what the, the the method that she was using it was all about writing things down and then helping me to like write the, write down some of my experiences go and read it out loud and go into it and in in reading it out loud slowly it helped my brain to just make new connections that I never would have made had I not been forced to slow down and really recognize why I was making associations between different things and um, that's just one of the techniques that she uses and that they they teach. Um, but I just from then on, I thought if that was one session and that was how powerful it was, I've got to do this. And it's completely changed my perception about coaching, about investing in myself. And I think that's also been um, a slow recognition for me in the last two years that half of my work is about transforming my own energy, because every time I show up to run a session, I am I am there to model the idea of pirates as much as I am to deliver information. And that is so much to do with my energy and where I am. And if I'm not bothering to work through anything, I, 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 I can't be that person. I, I cannot be the, the leader of this <laughs> of this movement and this and this um, this philosophy. It sounds like it helps you get clear and and sort of empty out any stuff that might be in the way of you being the space for this work to happen. Definitely. There's a, there's a question, one of the starter questions in Be More Pirate is, what are you letting get in your way? Mm. And I would run this in um, workshops all the time. We would get so far, but I always knew there was more to go into, that this, that this coaching level needed to emerge somehow. And what I've also learned through doing the, the coaching I've done is that a lot of the stuckness that I was holding was actually very much in my physical body rather than just in my, my mind. 
Mm. And the techniques that I've been taught, I've, yeah, I've been learning through my coach have enabled me to let it go a bit more physically because, and this comes down to the idea of, of rules and rule breaking. I realized that I was, um, even though I'm an entrepreneur now and I run my own show and I can do what I want and I could create, I can pick up the opportunities that I want and I have this wonderful freedom. I was still feeling this deep anxiety in my body around work and what it meant to be at work. And it's decade, well, a decade or so of working under a manager and having performance reviews and having somebody kind of over my shoulder telling, you know, I'm almost always turning around thinking I'm going to get told off for something. And it was mad. And I was thinking, I'm still holding this somehow. So realizing that that anxiety was not always in my mind, but like a, a, a sort of tension, um, helped me to go into some of that. Um, yeah. yeah. Did you ever read, uh, John Sarno's work, Dr. John Sarno, his, his seminal book was healing back pain. It's all about how, uh, repressed emotions manifest in the body as tension and his book, you know, well, the title is, uh, it makes it sound like it's all focused on back pain, but it's actually much more, uh, much larger than that. Mm, well, I, I definitely experienced back pain. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. To check out. So before we wrap up here, Alex, I'm curious, uh, what advice would you give to young women aspiring entrepreneurs? They don't even have to be young. Women aspiring entrepreneurs or women business women. When is the good time to make an investment in yourself and get a coach? Um as soon as you can, and actually a little bit before you think you can. So this is part of the risk-taking ethos of being more pirate as well. Um, push yourself a bit further towards the edge, um, I'd say, because I, we always encourage people to do small, bold actions. Um, and it's and I always say it's not in the outcome of the action. It's the person that you become when you take a chance on yourself or you put a little bit more risk, something a bit more um, on the line for yourself. Um, you will become a different person in the process of doing that. So invest before you're ready. Take a chance. The chances are, you know, all the fears that we have around, oh, I don't have enough money, I'm going to go into debt. And all this, chances are you probably are sensible enough to not let that happen. Or at the point when that happens, you, there's somebody that you can uh, ask for help or rely on. So all of that is usually just projection. So definitely take the leap sooner. The other thing, the big thing that I'd say, and I'm slightly a plug because I'm, going, I'm designing a coaching program based around this, but the biggest thing I've learned in the last two years is around um, public speaking and verbal communication, because that's not something we get taught particularly in the UK, not in school, not in in, in workplace training. Um, you get maybe one one day on public speaking and presentation. And if I'd have known now, why back you know ten years ago that if I practiced my core messages, my my got really clear about my beliefs and practiced how to articulate them in a way that was influential. If I'd known how far that would get me, <laughs> I would have done that. If, I would have practiced every day. So that as a, as a core skill is something I would really, I want to support all female entrepreneurs or any women that want, any women that want to make change in the world to work on that oral and verbal communication mm. as a key skill. What's uh, one last question before we wrap up. What's one thing that a woman could do to practice her oral communication every day you said yeah 
the I mean, it's hard to say it to just one thing, but really what I what I the first starting point that I would work with a woman on doing is at least getting three key beliefs or messages about what why you're doing what you're doing and and getting those say couple of sentences in in a way that you really like the way that they're expressed and just practice those so that you no longer have to think about them so that they will roll off your tongue so the second you're asked in a random meeting somewhere you know that classic elevator pitch that you just are there you don't have to go oh uh well I kind of do this and then I kind of do that you you know you've got your three sentences that say well I do this I do this and I do this and they're like wow that's that would be my and that's quite a simple thing to do so as long as you've nailed down those sentences and you, you're like yes I I'm happy with how this sounds you practice it enough and it doesn't take that long so that you don't have to think about it anymore that would be my advice all right Bravo to that. Alex, where can people learn more about your work? Um, BeMorePirate.com is the main website for Be More Pirate. There's information about me on there. I would say there's a link to my website, my personal website, but that's sort of under maintenance right now. So <laughs> it will be there. But alexbarker.co.uk is going to be my site. Um, otherwise, I'm on, I tweet a bit. So that's at Alexandra Barker one and you can find Be More Pirate on almost every other social media platform. Very good. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Rosie Von Lila. You can find me at vonlila.com and on Twitter at Rosie Von Lila. Special thanks to Tom McCallum for bringing us together and inspiring these conversations. His website is tommccallum.com. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today. Alex, take care and be well.